Australia's Racing Heartland. This is the only program dedicated to Victorian country racing. Welcome to the Country Racing Show. It's got it all. It is time for the Country Racing Show on this Thursday here on RSN Central. And Maggie Payne joins us. G'day, Maggie. Morning, Gareth. Plenty to chat about. First of all, Alexandra Bryan, the young apprentice, um, had a big week. She has, and um, previously apprenticed to Tal Nolan out at uh, Benalla. Alex Bryan uh, moved recently to Mick Kemp's table at Cranbourne to finish off her apprenticeship and scored her first Metro winner during the week. So that's exciting for Ali. She's got a lot of talent and um, good to see her come across the mix and um, have some success. But I'm sure all the things that she learnt under Tal Nolan, obviously the father of Luke, uh, uh, set her up in good stead, that's for sure. Yeah, and she looks like she's got plenty of ability too in the saddle. Yeah, she does. And you see a lot of these apprentices do and, uh, you know, a lot of trainers putting them on to get that claim and it's so competitive right now. So it's good to see her succeeding and um, using that claim to her advantage. What about Baraka? This horse has everybody talking. Clayton Douglas oh, and Jamie Carr. Are on timing uh, goes around. It just trends number one on Twitter. And, uh, the spook is yeah. obviously there, but it, it keeps delivering the goods and that's all you can do, I guess. And, it's exciting for Clayton Douglas, who obviously a uh, um, prolific across the jump season and jump jockey, and it's good to see him kick off uh, the training ranks so well. I wouldn't mind um, if I started training getting a horse like Baraka straight up. It was purchased for twelve thousand dollars, and I know that there's been big offers for him to head off to Hong Kong, but at the moment it sounds like anyway that he's staying put. But I wonder for how long. Hopefully for a long time anyway, especially for Jamie Carr and Clayton Douglas. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to not, uh, you know, to knock back those offers, but uh, it's exciting for us in Australia to see him continue and be interesting to see him take that next, you know, level up and see how he can go. But um, he did win impressively at Geelong on Sunday and um, warranted those short odds on offer, but very exciting and well done to Jamie and Clayton. How did the country people handled the news last Sunday with Dan Andrews with, of course, the lockdown extended for a couple of weeks? Have they got any hope that we might get some sort of crowd, say, for the, 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 the Ballarat or, or Bendigo Cup, or do you think it's just a, a, a day-to-day proposition at the moment, Maggie? It is day-to-day, Gareth, but I think we do have that hope. There's always that hope, and you mentioned Ballarat, but it's not till the back end of November. So, um, you know, obviously our meeting the first half of the season in the Toa Cup, which is on the 3rd of October, will run with our crowds. But, um, you know, even seeing the trend of the last couple of days in regional Victoria, who relatively have no cases, um, there's definitely that hope that we can get crowds back on course. And I think that's what, you know, some country clubs are really wanting. And um, it'll be interesting to see how Dan Andrews, I guess, moves forward and whether these towns can go into lesser restrictions because, you know, they're really hurting and... They just don't have the cases there. So it's interesting to see what happens. But we definitely hold hope that there will be crowds on course. Um, and I guess we are there, have that event in regional Victoria. So fingers crossed and um, we're the state by day. Yeah, well said, Maggie. Gavin Bedgood will join us shortly and we'll be spinning a yarn with Gavin. He's got quite the story to tell. But our next guest is a character to say the least. His name is Jeff Cousins, and he's representing Country Victoria with a few other trainers this weekend at Flemington. He'll be saddling up Ben All, who goes around in the opening race for the stays over the 2,500 metres, and this nine-year-old has been a beauty 
for Jeff Stable, and he joins us now on the Country Racing Show. Good afternoon to you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Oh, good afternoon to you, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. What a beautiful spring day it is, and um, yeah, it puts a spring in your step, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, mate, and um, blue skies, it's a great time of year, and you've got one of your favourite gallopers going around in the first at Flemington. He's at 250 to 1 with the tab at the moment. Should we have something each way? Oh, look, you'd be mad if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's working in, well? Um, um, what's in, um, uh, no, I can't, it's gone, gone out of the top of my head. Anyway, um, look, um, uh, Lewis German wrote him this morning, and he came back and he said, gee, Jeffy, you're so sharp. So we worked beautifully uh, on the grass here at uh, Cranbourne this morning out in the beautiful sunshine, and uh, he was crisp and he was really terrific. So, look, he's, we know he, ha- he hadn't... Um, he'd been out for a spell for 18 months, Benny, because um, he put his foot in a blasted rabbit warren and stretched, stretched the tendon. So you know like what it's like with all athletes, no matter whether you're a basketball player, you're a cricketer or a, a footballer. Um, you know, the, the older we get, um, the, to come back into form, it just it takes a, a few... You know, practice matches, whatever we're doing, a few marathons before we start to hit um, top gear. Well, Benny's now starting to feel that way, and he's, uh, yeah, very sharp, and, look, I'm tickle feet with him. So if he's 251, uh, look, uh, make the TAB pay. <laughs> and hopefully that we will do. I've probably spent a dollar worse than that, uh, Jeff. But you mentioned he is getting on a bit, but he's, he's fitting himself, and I guess he is a bit of a, a baby to you, a kid to you. He's a homebred for you and a... He's given you a lot of success along the way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a bread look. Um, look, I know that, that um, the 2,500 metre race tomorrow. It's, yeah, there's some lovely horses in it. They're very um, yeah, well credentialed. And let's face it, they come from New Zealand, Germany, France, Great Britain, everywhere. Benny comes from a paddock in Cranbourne, so you know he's the underdog. But um, I tell you what, he's, he's got the will to win and uh, whatever. The only the only thing against him tomorrow, it's two five. If it had been two eight, I uh, would have said that um, uh, instead of putting our dollar each way, only we'd, we'd make it five dollars each way if it was two eight. But that looks, well, you can't have all good things. And at the moment, it's a little bit uh, restricted for distance races with, with the horses. And look, as far as being a nine year old, we saw that horse uh, last week. He was an eight year old having his first up start, and he he uh, he killed them. Yeah, uh, was... So there's a couple of other horses that have got the ability as eight and uh, you know they've won in town um without a problem so uh yeah look benny's benny's nine but um uh yeah you'd think he was only five or something like like that how many horses do you have in work jeff only two yeah we only, we only keep the numbers down down to two which is sort of like manageable and um yeah so that we uh enjoy it and because uh, i ride them and do the break in and do all those sort of things with it and i enjoy it so yeah, that, you know, I can um, manage it that way. If we get, if I've got three or four, I'm sort of working working too hard and, and not sort of getting as much enjoyment out of it. And, Jeff, you mentioned you are very hands-on and you've been a hobby trainer for many years now. What, what gets you out of bed? Why is it so good? Why is what the uh, the horse is so good? Um, riding, being a hobby, a hobby trainer so good? Uh, I don't know. You, 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 just, you just like horses. You, you just like riding, and you like being out there in the fresh air, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, of the morning. And you know, our, our stables are just about on course from um, 
from the, the, the beautiful track here at, uh, at Cranbourne Training Complex. And, yeah, so we uh, saddle up, jump on. Um, I have to get on the step ladder now to get on into the morning and stop, uh, trot around, uh, right around the outside and up through the, the sand trails. And, yeah, the horses love it and get to the track and um, off they work. And, and then they um, slowly come home and, you know, we can look at eagles, we can look at rabbits, we can look at uh, swans in the lake, and the horses just love it. And I like it as well. Except, hey. except when when the horses are naughty, and they'll see something that I don't see first, and they'll they'll jump and do whatever, and uh, I'll I'll hit the ground and I'll be cursed and cussing. Hey, I'm looking forward to the celebrations after your win there at Flemington on uh, Saturday afternoon, Jeff. Well, look, um, anything's possible. Now, a couple of years ago, um, Darren had a horse in the Melbourne Cup at 100 to one, and we all know what what happened then. So. Uh, yeah, you, you just don't know, do you? If the horse is well and the horse is fit and they, they sort of have a good run, and uh, yeah, um, yep. we just yep. cross our fingers. So if he, be... does, if he does, we'll, we'll be looking forward to sharing a Bundy with Benny with you. All right, mate. I'd love that. Hey, good luck there on Saturday, mate. Love your passion. Love your attitude towards the game. And um, say good day to Benny. We wish him the best of luck in that first race on Saturday. God bless you. And, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there all to you in mind. Thanks for your... Um, yeah, thanks for the chat, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to you in the winner's circle. Good on you, Jeff. Jeff Cousins, great character, and Ben All's around two hundred and fifty to one. You get thirty dollars to place. The other great country story in in the first race is Roland Garros. Um, for Adrian Corboy, was a terrific interview on, on on this show a couple of weeks ago, and loved his interview after Roland Garros won there at Mooney Valley last start. Maggie. And Adrian is a character in himself. A character himself. He is a character, and you know, famously known for winning the Mongol Derby with Annabelle Neesham. Yeah. Um, so I followed that with great intent, and I loved, you know, seeing him succeed the other day with Roland Garros. So it's a good few country stories getting around this week, which will be good to follow. It's now time to spin a yarn. The people at the grassroots of racing. We're spinning a yarn on the Country Racing Show. Looking forward to catching up with Gavin Bedgood this morning. He joins us now. Good afternoon to you, um, Gavin. Thanks for your time. Not a problem. How long have you been training for now? Uh, I think it's, I had my first runner on Pinker Pinker Night three years ago. So, yeah, almost three years. And, and Gav, you've had a, you know, a pretty successful career to date, which is you obviously had a very successful career in the saddle as a jump jockey, but... It must give you such success over the last couple of weeks, especially you've had Metro success with no effort a mare that you've taken over the training for and Sir Callahad. So you've had a very good uh, few couple of weeks, which must be great for your stable. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, they're good tried horses to get into your stable and, uh, yeah, very grateful. Is it extra special training a mare like no effort? We all know that Gavin Cooper... Um is battling cancer at the moment. I've had a chat to, to Gavin before about the love that he had for, for no effort and um, how much joy that that horse has given him over the journey. And she, she's been in great form for your stable as well, Gav. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I've known the Cooper family for, since I started in racing about 20 years ago and um, to be given the opportunity to have a go with her while Alan's been sick and um, even better to have success with her. It's been fantastic. And Gav, you're a regular at the picnic races. I guess the season's a little bit up in the air as we go through the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Um, what, what's your plan, I guess, with your picnic horses or those lower-grade horses? Do you just kind of target maybe a few professional lower-rated uh, grade races or how do you see that playing out? Um, the first season I was training, we had a couple of picnic horses and we had one last year that sort of wasn't cutting the mustard as a professional, so he made his way to the picnics. But um, we haven't got one this year. Most of the, the older horses that we had, older had those sorts of horses have retired now, so... Um, we haven't got one, but we love getting along with the picnics. And uh, if one warrants going, um, we definitely don't have a problem with taking it there. We, we really enjoy going. And I obviously rode at the picnics. And my partner, Karen, rode at the picnics. And, yeah, we love going. And you mentioned your partner, Karen. She rides a lot of your work. And you are a young uh, training training team based at Cranbourne. How big is the team and how many have you got at work at the moment? Uh, we've got eight in work at the moment. We've got room 12. Um, yeah, we try and do as much as we can ourselves. We both ride our own work and uh, it's just a really good grasp on how the horses are going. And, um, if they've got any little niggles or if you, you think one's going well, um, it's, it's good to be able to get on and, uh, and ride them yourself. And, uh, yeah, you just know how they're going, I guess. Is it, to, is it easier being a, a trainer or a jumps jockey? Oh, being a jockey, um, it's... It, <laughs> an easy job compared to being a trainer. Um, you ride one bad at the race, you get off and say you're sorry, uh, you walk into the room, probably don't think about it again, but uh, when you're a trainer and you might have a horse that isn't that sound or um, has a few issues, you've got to go home and uh, try and patch them up again. And um, Yeah, it takes you three months to get one fit and three minutes for a jockey to, to ruin it for you. So, um, yeah, it's definitely an easy job being a, a jockey. Now, at the moment, Gavin, we obviously can't get trackside and we're you know, recalling all the great memories of the track and being trackside, one of the, I guess, memories for you must have been winning a grand annual board. Banistran, the horse who famously jumped into the crowd a couple of years beforehand, that must have been a bit of a thrill and excitement for you. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I was probably not far off um, giving riding away and uh, I had rode him at Oakbank and he ran really well in the, the Von Deusser and he was... A, he was only fair in the in the Great Eastern, and I remember um, Clinton McDonald had a horse called Grizz that was probably going to go around favourite in the Briley, and uh, I rang up Brett Scott to see if I could jump off him for the Briley, but ride him in the annual, and uh, he said, no, you want to ride him, you ride him in both. And um, luckily I stuck fat, and uh, he actually ran second in the Briley, and, and Grizz, I think, broke down and never started in the race, and uh, yeah, he won the annual on the, on the Thursday. As a jockey, when you when you're competing in a race like the annual, when do you do you get tired? Do you, your legs start to wake, or is the adrenaline rush just too much? And especially if you're on a horse like a a Barna Strand. Uh, no, I think the adrenaline kicks in. Um, come May Carnival, we're all pretty fit. Um, you've had a couple of months of uh, of riding leading up to that. You have the highway early in the season, and uh, you normally want to be pretty cherry ripe to. To come Oak Bank and um, and Warnable time when you're riding in those three mile events. You've definitely taken on your you know your jockey career into your training career, and as you mentioned, you've got eight in work. Who are, who are some of the stars that we can um, keep our eye on over the next coming months? Uh, Sir Callahan, he's just gone to the paddock. Um, he showed a real liking for the wet ground um, this preparation. So I just thought we'd put him away for a couple of months and. Um, getting ready for a winter campaign next year. Um, no effort. Um, she was she probably ran a little bit below par 
at Mooney Valley last week. Without going terribly, she'll go to Caulfield in a fortnight, um, up to 2,000 metres, and I think she'll be one to follow at her next start. And um, I've got a horse called Eagle Ridge who um, is in on Sunday, but he won't run for the bad barrier. He'll probably go to Bendigo next Wednesday. And, uh, he's trolled up well. And, um, yeah, I think he's, he's one to follow for the punters. And, yeah, we've got a couple of new horses, tried horses that we've bought over the last few weeks that... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting them to the, the races the next sort of four to six weeks too. And it sounds like you're loving it, Gavin. Yeah, no, it's hard. hard it's hard. But, um, the last race has been really rewarding. And, uh, yeah, it just shows if you keep getting up every morning and having a go that um, you eventually get your turn, I guess. Great stuff, mate. And um, oh, I think you're kicking plenty of goals and you've got some nice horses in your stables and hopefully you can find plenty more over your no. journey. And um, well done. Thank you very much. Gavin Bedgood joining us there. Um, terrific to catch up with him, Maggie. Yeah, he is. And he's one of those young trainers on the rise and um, very hands-on. So it's, if I had a, you know, I'd send a horse to win for sure. Yeah, and he started off in the picnics and now he's starting to get some better thoroughbreds in, in his backyard. Oh, and you see so many people with those tried horses. They can have success. And sometimes it's a different environment that they might thrive in. So... Uh, good luck to him and Karen and uh, looking forward to following their stable over the years to come. And we're wishing Alan Cooper all the best as well. And um, hopefully we get to see him at the races shortly. And, um, he's he's um, got a great horse and no effort. And Gavin's doing a wonderful job with her at the moment. What can we look forward to in country racing this week? Well, we have lots of racing on the two off to Mornington today. Uh, tomorrow we're off to Swan Hill, with, which I'm, I might have to wait to listen to RFN tomorrow to pick some winners. But... Um, I think, obviously, you know, at Swan Hill, you've got to follow the local trainers. Nathan Hobson and Osti Coffee are always prolific at Swan Hill. Um, And then on weekend racing, we're at Warwickmobile and uh, Cranbourne. So exciting for that. But we're all roads lead to our best country cup of the spring, which is at Matoa on the 3rd of October. And they've been a bit unlucky in the last couple of years with uh, the cancellation of their cup. But this year, they're set to run. uh, And all the crowdless, I think they'll be excited to get the track going. They host a lot of jump-outs and trials, so it's always in phenomenal condition and looking forward to the first country cup of the spring. And, of course, on our digital channel, and it starts on Saturday afternoon, it's called the Spring Ticket, Maggie. And um, Michael Felgate, myself, Maddie Stewart, Dean Lester, um, Dwayne Dunn, Jamie Carr will be part of the team as well. We'll look at Melbourne Racing. We'll concentrate on Sydney racing and also the provincial meeting here in Victoria, and that'll be at Warwickville. So we'll catch up with some of the participants before the race, after the race. Hopefully, we'll have an expert for that meeting, and hopefully, we can find a couple of winners at Warwickville. I know it's one of your favourite tracks. Yeah, it is. They always have that great Easter meeting, but no, I'm looking forward to it. I will. I'm always an avid listener on a Saturday morning, so I might have to be tuned in from seven through till seven pm this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, and um, we might have to ask you for a couple of winners there. Sometimes you just follow maybe the Dale Smith, Paul Pruska at Warwick Nabil. Yeah, well, it's hard to go past them, isn't it? But, uh, no, excited to listen to you guys on Saturday. Do you have a winner for us? No, not today. I, I thought there was a few things around the mark, but they were all a bit short for me, which was which not, uh, you know, going too close to the form, I think. Tomorrow, looking having a quick look at Swan Hill, Schwabwater is um, looks like it'll be an interesting run in race seven for Lindsay Smith, but it's had a bit of value. But hopefully, we'll um, find some winners. I know you're a Riverina girl as well, Maggie, and now you're living in the the, the better state. It might not 
um, not might be not uh, living up to its um, reputation right now, Victoria. But um, there's a few happy publicans and 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 people on the on the border, um, Aubrey Wodonga with the Kosciuszko. There's a few horses from that particular area going to to Sydney and um, yeah, and um, a couple of country folk that might be in for a big uh, payday in a couple of weeks' oh, time. Yeah, I think so. And the the William Farrah uh, Hotel at Wagga, they're leading the charge. I think this is the third year they've drawn a slot. Their punters club is absolutely huge. I think they might have bought 11,000 tickets worth of tickets. Uh, sorry, 11,000 tickets, which is equal to about 40,000. So uh, they've drawn front page and with Jeff Duray from Coralwell, which is exciting to follow. And I see Donna Scott, Lord Von Costas, just being picked up. And Mitch Beer's got a runner. So very heavy contingent from the uh, Riverina camp. And I'll be watching... Uh, and following, hopefully, that a few local uh, owners or slot holders will be able to share in the riches of the Kosciuszko. And they're more Victorians anyway, I think. I know they're living in New South Wales, but um, the team at Wagga Wagga and also the Albury trainers, I think they prefer to be known as Victorians. So um, we'll be cheering them on. We might, I think Front Page is our horse for the Kosciuszko. Yeah, he's been so exciting. So I think if they play Aussie rules, they're a Victorian. Correct. Or if they go, if they, yeah. Go anti-clockwise. So 40,000 tickets. Geez, they must have a pretty good punters club. Yeah, I think she's pretty pumped in there. Dave Barnhill gets the pub pumping on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday morning. I think they start rolling through the doors. So we might have to, you might have to head up to Wagga to do an outside broadcast yep. from the uh, Sarah. <laughs> we get a few listeners from Wagga Wagga as well. So good afternoon to you uh, um, up there in Wagga Wagga. And I'd love to do a segment and try and find out who, who are the great um, punting clubs around the country, especially Victoria, um, with the pubs and all that. So obviously that pub there at Wagga Wagga, forty thousand dollars in tickets, so they deserved a spot there in the the um, the, the Kosciuszko. Oh yeah, and I'm sure the the pubs all across punters clubs all across Victoria would be hurting right now, but I think they might be finding other ways to get their five dollars on each week. And uh, I know even with my close friends, Saturdays haven't felt too bad in lockdown or isolation because. The races are still on, and you can still have a punt. Yeah, we've got um, a Zoom punters club these days as we watch the races on on a Saturday afternoon. Thanks for that, Maggie. Um, we'll catch Thanks, up with Karen. you next week. There's Maggie Payne, and that's the Country Racing Show.